Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora, a companion podcast project of Inspired Media. Benji Nichols, your host here, bringing you stories from communities you love by people you trust. Season two of the show, we are kicking off today with uh, someone that I, I'm sorry it's taken this long to get on the show, actually. Uh, my guest, Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick, how are you doing? I am very well. It's very well. so fantastic to have you hey, here, finally. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here. <laughs> that, that intro music sure is interesting. Isn't it jamming? Yeah. Isn't wow. it jamming? Uh, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nick Zielinski on the show today. I'm stoked to have him here uh, for a number of reasons, not least uh, that it is Nick's musical creations that have uh, provided the music beds for this show, uh, which have been awesome. And I super appreciate Nick. Uh, you are a neighbor of ours um, over on the east part of Decora. And when I hit you up on the idea for this, uh, you said, yeah, sure. Of yeah. course. <laughs> How could I say no? Which was very nice of you, because uh, you know, there it's well, your yeah. it's your music, and you should do what you want with it. And uh, it was awesome that we've been able to put it together. Well, I'm glad that it's found a home here. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been a blast, Nick. Uh, you are currently now have been for a couple of years a decoranite, decoran, yes, decoraite, a northeast island. Nearly Iowan. two years, uh, <laughs> uh, June of twenty one. Since then, yeah, uh, worth mentioning that uh, your uh, wife as well is from Northeast Iowa, yes, and uh, has some Decorah roots. Born and raised in Decorah, yeah. And Laura is awesome. You guys have an incredible daughter who's friends with our daughter and uh, have greatly uh, improved the um, uh, young friend quotient of the neighborhood, yes. which has been excellent. One of the best parts <laughs> about moving here, I think. <laughs> For sure. It has, it has been awesome. So yeah. those have been the fun connections. I will also say, I mean, my background was in music, is in music. Um, and I studied jazz for a few years and um, really let some of that go over time here and there. So it was super exciting for me when somebody not only moved to town, but moved into the neighborhood uh, who That's has some, right. some pretty serious chops in the jazz and improv world um, and just kind of a fun background in that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, it was, I was... Uh, Excited to hear that that you also had a music background. <laughs> where um, where was home for you growing up? Where did you find your music? Oh, roots? I moved around a lot. Um, my mom was a pastor, so yeah. they moved pastors around in in at least in the United Methodist Church. Sure, where she was. So I moved every three years as a child. Wow! So I've lived everywhere from the Twin Cities, which is where I spent most of the time, but we also lived in. Sabika, Minnesota, and yeah. Ashland, Wisconsin, and oh, Pepin, yeah. Wisconsin. Wow. Um, and then I, once, once I got to junior high, we were in the Twin Cities for most of the time, but we still moved around suburbs. Cool. Yep. Uh, what's really interesting to me, did you, did you find, how did you come to a musical path? Like, how, what were your early musical, like, where did you find an inlet? Um, well, my, my mom always wanted me to, to be musical she's yeah. um she's musical that that side of the family uh, my dad will tell you he's a musical <laughs> <laughs> which i don't think it's true but sure he went to catholic school and yep. the nuns told him he couldn't sing so oh man i know it's a bummer um That's tough but my mom was a very is a very good singer and uh of course in church there's a lot of yeah. singing and music going on yeah so I think uh, she, as a pastor, she wanted to have a free musician to call upon if she needed to for uh, <laughs> services. <laughs> so she encouraged me to to uh, 
take up an instrument. And uh, so in sixth grade, I chose the drums. Nice. Yeah. It was I that mean, or saxophone. I'm glad I chose the drums. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and every good Methodist service needs a solid drum oh, solo. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. They should, there's a hint. Maybe they take that up. It could be a new calling card. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, that's fascinating. It's funny. I, my path was very similar as well. And I, I totally get that. Um, it had to be a little bit interesting as a young person too, if you're moving around a little, I mean, you eventually landed in Minneapolis, which is sort of a treasure trove actually yeah. of, of folks, um, and within music. Absolutely. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the early years I would imagine working through your school programs and systems, right? Yeah. Uh, I was in, I started in band and I had a band director I really loved, uh, Craig Mason was his name. Nice. He was my first band director. I think he's now uh, he now teaches at UW Platteville. Oh, cool! Actually, so interesting. Kind of uh, on the on the border of the Driftless. Yeah, definitely. And um, I haven't seen him in a long time, but he got me into it and got me excited about it and set me up with one of the high school kids to take drum set lessons as a awesome. sixth grader. So I wasn't just playing snare drum. Yep. Um, and he let me play with the pep band, and so my first experiences were playing like uh who put the bump that was the first song i ever played on the drum set <laughs> yes uh 50s classic and i think the locomotion was the other one totally yeah that's awesome i remember as still one of my most formative musical experiences uh just the feeling of like playing the beat right and then the band all playing it with me and like yeah it was a very powerful yeah. thing even for a song is kind of as bubblegum and poppy as oh no who put sure. the bump well and you know i think something that's really interesting i mean i grew up here in northeast iowa but like you the communities you talked about are well are fairly mostly rural ish you know mm-hmm. out here in the midwest mm-hmm. and i think that well i mean the internet changed everything right but like as, yeah. as young people looking for music at all just the process of that was yeah. so different Oh, I know. You know, it's like it wasn't like you fell down some rabbit hole on Instagram of some yeah, cool band that I you know. found in Georgia. It's like, no, you went <laughs> yeah. to the I had to go store, yeah. record store, Sam Goody, like yeah, whatever. Even, right? Yeah, that that was like uh just getting recordings was yeah. back in that back in the eighties it was when I first started. Yeah. It was um a much different animal than it is now yeah and finding um, those influences i mean pop yep. music is something that i think a lot of us access because it was there radio, yeah right yeah radio, the radio gosh help the us radio was free <laughs> yep i know yeah so that's definitely um definitely it's cool an important part of it yeah uh made your way through school obviously um yes. college was a thing yeah i did all kinds of college <laughs> uh <laughs> Too much college, I think I've, I would tell you now. But I did a I did a bachelor's degree in percussion performance. That was my wow. I'm yeah. a serious yeah. I'm a serious classical performer phase. Yeah. Did you have the tux? Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually just found the bow tie from my undergrad tux the other day, and I thought I should burn this in some <laughs> kind of ceremonial. <laughs> like cleansing, ritual <laughs> cleansing. Right? Maybe in the next solstice I'll do that. Yeah, um, yes. Love that. <laughs> yes, that should happen. So I did, yeah, I did undergrad percussion performance. I played in orchestras and cool. did marimba solos and stuff. And then so you I had, did. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's an important start to me. You obviously found your melodic chops. I mean, you were studying yeah. percussion. You weren't just a drummer. I mean, you, you're reading music. Right, yeah. No, you're, I've, you know. I've, uh, I've done it all yeah. in the percussion world. Um, yeah. 
And and uh, so I did a master's degree too in uh, improvisation. Wow. Yeah. So that's a a different kind of track, and it was in a different kind of program. How did you make that jump? Because that's a little bit of a jump from yeah, traditional well, studies, right? I, yeah, I, I initially started my master's degree in classical performance, and this was at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and then cool. they, have a, they have a degree there in contemporary improvisation. And also very musical town. Yes. Some resources to well, yeah, the, spread your wings the, a little bit. The probably. music school there is ridiculous. They have just money to to burn it seems like uh, they have like three full gamelons and like wow. their instrument collection is insane cool. um, so they have a they had a, a, this program called uh, contemporary improvisation you know uh, it was a it was a track that you could take as a major so i was in the classical percussion performance track and um I played in the in the kind of flagship ensemble for the for the contemporary improvisation totally track as a classical performance major. It's called the Creative Arts Ensemble, and it's basically just whoever yeah. signs up for that semester, you get together and you improvise. Wow! Um, three times a week for two hours, and then you do a concert or multiple concerts at the end. That um, sounds fantastic. All improvised. Yeah, it was. It changed. <laughs> Uh, after after that experience, I changed majors to contemporary improvisation because right. that's what I wanted to do from then on. Can I ask you if this makes sense, the studies you were doing at first, though? So you've made your way, I'm like, spoiler alert here, but you've made your way into a lot of mm-hmm. like also utilizing electronic tools and yeah. computer sounds and things you're creating mm-hmm. and also sampling those and using them on the fly. But the education and you're learning, and did you kind of learn from like an analog standpoint? I mean, yeah, the, definitely. And, and the studies you were doing were on, you know, actual instruments. Yep. Uh, yep. I just so, think it's a really, it's an important kind of difference to make. I think young people at this point are, are a lot just learning just in electronic. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, there, yeah. But there's I, a different mindset for, for sure. For sure. I'm, I definitely started from the uh, uh, analog world yeah. of, you're talking about like gamelons and like yeah, right, right, <laughs> cool yep. world percussion. Yeah, just things, uh, things that vibrate. Uh, yeah. you know, when, when you hit them. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's that's that was where I started. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you know, um, just kind of being around percussion, you can't help but uh, see that what else is out there. Yeah, as far as because um, percussion is already kind of uh, uh, on the fringe, even if you're a a classical percussionist right you are you're you're the fringe literally and figuratively <laughs> of the orchestra because yes. you're the weirdos in the back that are like um scaring all of the violinists <laughs> with with a giant tam tam or uh, you know some of the ridiculous things that they end Love up having that. to do right um right like anvils and and <laughs> that kind of stuff Whenever you're playing Mahler or something, that's spectacular. <laughs> so you're always on the fringe, even if you don't want to be. Um, so mm-hmm. you kind of find yourself intermingling with people that are being more experimental. Um, and a lot of composers want to want to utilize percussion when they want to kind of explore the sure. the lesser known parts of of composition. Yeah, um, makes sense. So you're just kind of there it's whether you like it or not 
um, yeah, you're you're on the fringe. So obviously, you started using these skill sets in kind of uh, ways that were not all probably involved in your collegiate studies either, right? Yeah, right. No, I, <laughs> I actually started. I I I wanted to. I ended up wanting to do music as a career because, not necessarily because of my school offerings, but because of the things I was doing outside yeah. of school with my friends, yeah. i.e., being in like rock bands and um, just kind of exploring the whole like DIY and punk aesthetics of garage rock in the mid nineties. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you by the, were you in Minneapolis by then? Or you still yeah, there? I was in, I was in uh, Invergrove Heights. All right. Suburb, Southeast <laughs> suburb of, of St. Paul. Yeah. You and I have talked about Minneapolis, St. Paul area though, some and two, and I, and I don't know what you were accessing there first, but I mean like, man, there are so many different genres that have some serious roots in Minneapolis. And I think oh, a lot of people, yeah. unless you like pay attention or dig into that, a lot of people don't realize, I think all, yeah. all the stuff that's yeah. going on. People know about Prince. Sure. People know about, you know, yeah. sort of Clyde's Doublefield, whoever, but like, Man, there's some crazy cool stuff. That's yeah, yeah, that too. was and that a lot of that was a big influence in that uh, aforementioned kind of DIY scene, yeah, indie rock or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, that was an especially fertile time in Minneapolis. It, uh, Minneapolis has always been yeah. fertile for that for that kind of thing. There's always been a lot of places to play and a lot of bands to go and hear. Definitely that are um, really cool. And that was one of the nice things about living in the Twin Cities was I was able to, you know, especially once I got my driver's license. Yeah. And I was the youngest kid, so my parents had just given up by then. <laughs> just kidding, Mom and Dad. I know you didn't give up. Uh, no, I understand. I understand exactly what you're saying. But I, they, they gave me a, a nice long leash and yes. allowed me to go places like First Avenue or the 7th Street Entry. Nice. When they had all-ages shows. Um, yeah. So as a 17-year-old, I was able to go yeah. check out the Melvins or Super cool. <laughs> Fugazi or... right. Or um, really awesome local bands like Hammerhead or um, cool. The Cows or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Nick, we're talking. Uh, Nick Zielinski, my guest today, I should mention. Nick is uh, the creator of all the musical tracks of this show and a decorin, uh, a rich um, experience and background here. Nick, we're going to cover a couple things. I'm going to do a quick turnaround here, but we're going to cover a couple things when we come back. I should mention right away that you have a website of your own. Yes. Uh, indicative of drumming.com you can also find you on instagram or tiktok uh, indicative of drumming um those are all really fun i love following uh, especially your instagram i follow quite a bit and um i need to dwell maybe into tiktok i don't know i keep keep holding myself back if you do one don't do the other (laughs) right exactly um but you have a couple different groups we're going to talk about when we come back to you for a second um is there one of these we could play a little bit of on the way out that you think could be cool you set us up sure why don't we do the um, arp of the covenant cool so this is one of your groups that you play with tell us about it for just a second um well this is a band i've played with for 20 years now we started in 2003 um we met at the university of michigan when i was we were all in the same program that i talked about earlier and it's a trio mostly instrumental um drums bass and keyboards electric keyboards uh, including an ARP Odyssey synthesizer, hence the name nice. ARP <laughs> nice. of the Covenant. Yes. Um, 
It's a great play on words. Yes, know. yeah, it's a pun, of course. Cool. Is there a name of the uh, what name of the song? The name of the tune is called Hill Street Pterodactyl. Hill Street Pterodactyl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're gonna listen to this in a second. We'll be right back. It is rhymes with Decora, uh, rhymes with Nick, rhymes with the Zelinsky. Uh, hard to say. Here we go. We'll be back in a minute. This is Aaron Henning-Nichols, founder and editor-in-chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. Find us on stands across the Driftless, or check out our new website, or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. That is the voice of Aaron Henning-Nichols, the one and only, uh, my co we're in uh, uh, Inspired Media, making it all happen. I love Inspired.com. Uh, also, uh, helping me promote this podcast, kind of a companion to Inspired. Uh, find it all at decora.fun. We have over 30 episodes on the Rhymes with Decora podcast. Uh, Rhymes with is what we're rolling with for 2022. We're going to see what that happens with that. Nick Zelinsky, my guest today, uh, Arp of the Covenant, right behind me here. Yes. Good stuff. I love it. I, I meant to. I meant to bring it back around where we left off because you're just getting to the good stuff there. Oh, that's so. okay. I mean, you get the gist. <laughs> you get the gist. This is a cool group. Uh, you guys also played at Art House, right? Last uh Yeah, last we did. Um, we, uh, in December, I think it was, was it the last That sounds one? right. Yeah, December 10th yeah. or something like that. Cool. Uh, and we should mention that, so you guys have done, or you have presented sort of a series of shows uh, at yeah. Art House here in Decora. Um, that are being called um, roughly the Art House Improvisers Orchestra. Improvisers Orchestra. Yes. Well, here's the good stuff. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the pterodactyl. Pterodactyl coming in. <laughs> um, so you have kind of curated this series at Art House that is different artists that play with you in a group or in a setting improvisation, yep. or perhaps yep. as the next one coming up February 4th. <clears throat> yes. Uh, might just be you. I think it'll just be me 
with plus, a collection plus my, of... uh, plus my electronic robot friends that I've Love that. built over the last couple of years. <laughs> my pandemic project. I love it. Uh, I can't wait to check it out. That series is going to be ongoing at Art House here this spring into the yes. summer. Um, so arthousedecora.org if people want to check it out there for those dates. But February 4th, mm-hmm. March 4th, and then uh, April 15th and May 20th. Well, actually, I think it's March right? 25th. It got changed. Oh, sorry about Might that. Be. Yeah, okay. that's okay. February 4th for sure, and then folks should check it out. for. But one date, March, April, and May. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be some variation of you and improvisers. Yes. Um, kind of set it up as a little concert, right? Like an hour concert? Yeah, then... so we do. We um, The, the quote-unquote professional improvisers will play for uh, <laughs> an hour or so, and people can listen as they please, and then... Um, the concept is then uh, we take a little break and then we reconvene and everyone can come together and play. And if they want to bring an instrument that they play, they can. If they want to just still sit back and listen, they can do that. Or if they want to play some percussion, I bring a bunch of extra percussion toys and doodads. Or they can sing and clap or do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, But the idea is that it becomes kind of an active participation event and we talk about um kind of like strategies for how to yeah effectively improvise without without any kind of premeditated musical material yeah and that's a really you know most people's context to improvisation is probably through jazz of some sort right yeah right that seems to be what a lot of people think first when they hear improvisation yeah Um, but that's not necessarily the case that's not no no not the thing because jazz is a language all of its own as well exactly whole other thing yeah and it's also a highly specialized language and it has kind of a steep yeah uh, learning curve yes and a steep kind of entry cost so I it can often, be daunting and what, I, what i'm trying to do is kind of demystify the concept of improvising and playing yeah, together and yeah. so even if you don't know how to play a scale on your instrument yet you can still come together and, and make some sounds and you know what's really interesting about that is i feel like you know we're talking about learning an instrument picking up an instrument like both mm-hmm. of our daughters are almost entering that age yeah. where like they're going to have that option right and in, there is, you have to learn the system, right? Like to yeah, play an instrument, yeah. you got to learn a system. But what you're also talking about, I think is so cool because it's, it was like, it was also very much the key that I was missing mm. when I went into the world and tried to like take some music and sure. with me and play, um, you know, and, there, and it's just different things. And I think if you can, if you can edge in on both of them, yeah. you're really yeah. going somewhere. Yeah. Cool, right. You're cool best, you're best to kind of. <laughs> cultivate many irons right and many fires <laughs> um i want to i want to come back to minneapolis for a second but i also want to get a couple more of these pieces in here um yeah you have another group that you've played with uh banzat trio yes. right yep. um tell me a little bit about them well so uh arp of the covenant who we who we just listened to um we rely kind of heavily on improvisation but we also rely uh heavily on some pretty um complex compositions as yeah. well so and that band is trying to kind of strike a balance between the two cool ways of of playing together um this band is a trio again um it's all acoustic though so it's a vibraphone mm-hmm. slash marimba player from sweden who is extremely talented and Actually, kind of world renowned. He's even got his own like signature mallets and stuff. Oh wow, cool! <laughs> With uh, I think Vic Firth or something like that. So he's like a he's like a heavyweight 
uh, mallet player. And then the bass player is actually the bass player that I play with on everything else, basically, too. Awesome. He's also in Art for the Covenant. And um, another band I play in, Mantis, Brad Townsend. Cool. Um, and he's, you know, he's kind of like the Charles Mingus to my uh, Danny Richmond, <laughs> if you know jazz at all. Awesome. But those, those two guys, like, played together on everything. And uh, Brad and I are kind of like that... Um, once you, as a drummer, once you find your bass player, you just yeah. kind of stick with them. Yeah, um, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. So um, this yeah. this trio is is no composition. It's one hundred percent improvised, um, and so we just get together, and it works out because um, you know uh, Anders Ostrand, the vibraphonist, lives in Sweden, so it's difficult to yeah. um, get together and practice a right. lot. Right, right. <laughs> Let's check it out. Name of this yeah. one. I think this one is uh, Oolite. Um, why don't you play it and then yeah. I'll, I'll check and we'll, make sure we'll I'm right. For sure. Sounds good. Okay. This is Bonzat Trio. Um, I guess Nick Zielinski, uh rhymes with. Be right back. Bonza Trio. Yeah. It sounded nice. Thanks. I love that. Uh, kind of interesting instrumentation too, right? A little more like if people are familiar with jazz trio kind of stuff, it's yeah. a little more familiar sound, yep, right? Yeah, for sure. But really uh, cool improvisation happening there. That's got to be a fun group to play with. It is. It's incredibly fun. Um, we can we can play for hours and hours and entertain <laughs> each other. So it's pretty cool to be able to play in a group like that. It's awesome. I love yeah. that. That's really fun. Um, how often, you know, like with a group like that, it's got to be hard. I mean, you're talking about people all over the place. Is it? Is yeah, it we, to... uh, we're we lucky if we get together like once a year to record and play a couple gigs. Um, it's cool. In April, we'll be doing something, uh, probably making another record and playing a few gigs, hopefully. Nice. Still trying to hammer out where the gigs might be, but yeah um we've people want to interested parties check out bonzot trio uh yes. Bandcamp. yeah is that the Band best place Camp is good yeah yeah bonzot trio.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. cool stuff there you can listen there too you can also listen to all this stuff on any of the streaming platforms awesome arbor the covenant or bonzot trio <clears throat> apple music spotify amazon yeah. youtube etc yeah. etc et set it up on your spotify at night and play repeat right yes just exactly get those checks when you rolling. go to work <laughs> Uh, and and during the day, set up like six computers at your house and just <laughs> and just put it on repeat, shuffle repeat every. You'll, as our as our friend Scott Bashford says, we'll make tens <laughs> yeah, of dollars. Exactly. It's tens of cents tens when you're talking cent, about yeah. these streaming oh, 
it's a painful ride. Platform. It's a painful ride, but I will also <clears throat> say, like, we were talking about finding music, and the cool part is, I mean, right, like, Roxy is already into Spotify a little bit yeah. with her mom, and we're letting her look at some stuff. And, like, what's super cool is, like, you know, you can just, fall, like, fall way down rabbit holes. I know, yeah. And find stuff you didn't know existed. So, like, there is that end of it, right? But I know from yeah. the, the music industry standpoint, it's... It's rough as well. It is rough. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a time of upheaval, I think. Yeah. And people are just trying to figure out how best to... For sure. You and I... Um, navigate it. ...have talked a little bit. You know, it's fascinating to watch people as well. You've made some great inroads in your career and uh, connections with people. Um, one of the bands I love out of Minneapolis <clears throat> have been over the years mm-hmm. uh, is The Bad Plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And when we were first talking, I mean, Dave King's kind of a, a little bit of a hero to me in terms of drummers um, and people that just start can play way out there. Yeah. Uh, and he has done some hilarious stuff, but I did not know. And you had some connections, of course, being in Minneapolis. You've yeah, studied he, with, well, and I studied with him for a few years right when the bad plus first started i think was about when i started studying with him yeah i think i actually i might have even seen their very first gig at oh my the, gosh at the dakota yeah old dakota <laughs> yeah the old dakota oh, man in, in, rest uh, in peace saint paul there yeah um yeah and he was i studied with him for maybe two or three years he was a huge influence on me it's cool um yeah both in in playing and just learning um how to play the drum the drum kit yeah. and also um just like aesthetically yeah and like who to check out like wh- what's the what to listen to all that kind of stuff um a friend of ours Tanya Gertz who was the campus uh, <clears throat> director of campus programming mm-hmm. uh, before Kristen Underwood took over here at, at Luther well in between then anyway uh one of the last shows she booked before she left on Center Stage series was Bad Plus oh cool. but it was oddly kind of right at the end of the original trio era okay um, so it was it was cool that they came uh-huh. they actually did a little workshop kind of thing uh, and it wasn't super well attended, but I was really? there and geeking out on all of it. Wow. But I'll never forget telling them too, just because like there were kids that were there into it, but maybe didn't have the full scope of what they were getting. Yeah, right. To see, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I just remember telling to them like what like the thing I most respect about their music and Dave King especially is like this level of dynamics mm-hmm. that exists. And I there are very few musicians in the world that you see play with in an absolute enormous range of dynamics. Yeah, I know. And, and that's, that's something a, that, man, just, one of the best things about the drums or oof. percussion in general is you have that. Yeah. Available to you. Yeah. Um, so that's a very cool. Yeah. It's, that's, cool it's thing, great sure. to hear that. It's fun. Uh, okay. So a couple <clears> other <throat> things I want to talk about. So you made a few jumps, uh, found your way to Decora, yeah. which is a Mecca for improvisation. I know. And jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we've got a lot of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> scene is ha- I mean you can walk down Water Street any Am night. I sensing sarcasm, Benji. Are you being sarcastic? And you can just walk into the club. <laughs> you can wait your turn, hop on the stand. No. I love Well, that's Decora. what we're trying to start. We, come to Art House if you yes. want that. Check yes. out the Art House website. You can come So play that is a really a important thing. I mean, Art House yeah. is is working with you. You're partnering with Art House to make some events happen again <clears> February 4th, the first one, and then one each month, March, April, May. Check the Art House uh, website, arthousedecor.org. Um, for those dates and come check it out and just hang out like it's super informal yes. easy going it's a nice environment the new gallery space down there is yeah, great and it awesome. actually is really perfect to hang out it's a great little um, little room to play music in too yeah sounds pretty good in there yeah it's nice so check those 
out for sure. Uh, what's really cool, you're talking about like the next one. So if people don't understand, you actually have several gadgets and samplers and, you know, computer related items. <clears throat> yeah. That not only you create sounds on, but then you use those as you are playing. You can trigger those and play them. Yeah. Which is super been cool. kind of my one of my pandemic era projects. Yeah. Um, the isolation of <laughs> right <laughs> of not being able to even rehearse um for a couple of years so i kind of turned to uh to electronics to to basically like like the guy from mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> I, I built robot friends for myself to play with that's so um, awesome yeah, and it's it's uh, it's it's a fun adventure, and it it, it it's kind of um, it's cool to be able to really control every yeah <laughs> like the composer in me comes out because I want to like right. I want to have a, a a hand in but every also, single thing that's going on <laughs> like the crazy element that you are doing that so you kind of have like a really high level control of it but also yeah. what you're doing is improvising yeah which right. is just yep. controlled chaos i, I mean, know it, yeah. it's a really cool skill set to put together yeah and, and i've also a, you know, i've i've also as i've built up this electronic setup i've tried to build in some um a little bit of like automation into the to yeah. the digital parts of it that um can do things without me knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> so there's, there's parts of it that can surprise me. And so then I can react to that as an improviser too. Which teacher is, becomes the student. Yeah, exactly. Student becomes the teacher. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Uh, we have another piece I'm going to play, but I also want to mention, so obviously anybody, if you've listened to the podcast at all, all of the music that you've heard has been created by Nick. Uh, and some of those things we just talked about are how those are created. So it sounds like mm -hmm. there's a group playing. It sounds like there's a bass player. It sounds like, you know, whatever that is. Um, but that's you. Those are all robots. <laughs> those, are all, those are all robots. <laughs> being played or programmed by yourself, uh, which is super cool. And I love those. Um, and you and I should talk at some point too. I, you know, it's so hard. Like when you start a show like this, like people kind of start to associate yeah. a sound or mm -hmm. music with it. Um, so I've got a couple beds that I, I really love that I use. Yeah. Um, but I, I should, for your sake as well, our sake, we should, I should switch it up too again. And, well, and sure. Put yeah, some whatever, fresh stuff in. Whatever, so. whatever you, it's whatever fun. you feel like. I, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, I want to play one of those. Maybe we'll do it a little bit on the way out. You want to set it up a little bit? Uh, this sure. This one, um, this one, you'll hear uh, a sample of a of a voice. It's a computer voice, <laughs> and it's uh, it's quoting um, the show House Hunters. <laughs> that my wife and I, my wife Laura and I, often will um, watch TV, and then this is so good when we hear something ridiculous, we'll write it down, and we have this big repository of uh, ridiculous things that we've heard on television and this one the name of this one and the sample that you'll hear says owning and running a one-woman gluten-free bakery in dc was taking its toll on cricket <laughs> <laughs> so it i think at the at the start it kind of just says that a couple times and then throughout the rest of it i'm sampling it and playing it backwards as i'm playing the the beat along with it this so. is amazing all right owning and owning and owning <laughs> operating one more bakery here we go <laughs> so good Owning and running a one-woman gluten-free bakery in dc was taking its toll on cricket 
Owning and running a one-woman gluten-free bakery in DC was taking its toll on cricket. Man, I feel like I should just start using that as the intro to the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Rhymes with Definitely. owning and running a one-woman vegan bakery. Uh, Take that. Gl- it's gluten-free. Gluten-free. Yes. Veggie, come gluten-free. on. It's not vegan. <laughs> sorry. 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 I worked in a vegan bakery. I'm Did sorry. You? My bad. My bad. That's super fun. So yeah. I think, you know, February 4th, people put on your calendars, uh, unless this is after February 4th of 2023, right. and then just go go to go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> TikTok. Yes. Indicative of drumming. Uh, but more stuff to come, and I think it'd be really fun. Maybe if we work, uh, if I throw some new beds in at some point this year, I'll have you back too, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, really that would be fantastic. Just, like, explain or maybe I can on. I can come set up and we can do a live live oh, music show. That would be super fun. Yeah, that would be. You cool. know, through the platform that I use, uh, they actually allow you to do live. Um, oh yeah, live bro- like live podcasting as well, which is kind of do funny. like a whole it's, event with live bumper music. That would be super like, fun and guests. And yeah, whatever yeah. else. All right, twenty twenty three. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I gotta keep the big plans squirrels out of my wood stove big. first. <laughs> another story for another day um yeah. cool nick thank you so much for taking time finally to make this happen hopefully oh, we can yeah. do this a little thank more you often for having me uh and put it together and see what we can do here in the in the coming times but it's been really fun fun to connect on this level uh and it's also really fun to have you in town and people know that this resource exists you also teach lessons i mean you're available yes. right as a teacher yeah for um, sure if anyone is looking the for events percussion lessons or i guess if you're interested in computer music too i can also <laughs> help you out with that um super cool but you can there's a contact form on my website indicative of that you can get to me for that kind of stuff perfect that seems like yes. a good outlet uh and we'll throw it in the show notes too if people don't uh check that yeah out. great so, awesome nick uh thanks for being here we're gonna take it out of course with uh one of one of your music one beds, of the old which one is, of the oldies but goodies super fun for me too i appreciate it uh we've listened to rhymes with decor my guest today mr nick Zelinsky, uh decoran drummer uh neighbor of ours which is super fun thanks for taking time out of your day thanks for having me it's been it's been fun absolutely rhymes with decor thanks for being here Rhymes with Decora is a companion podcast project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com. You can find more about the podcast at decora.fun. Uh, over 30 shows uh, so far, and we're just getting into our second season. Uh, lots of fun stuff to come. Check it all out. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate the work of Mr. Nick Zelinsky. Check him out online. Indicative of Drumming. Find him on Instagram, TikTok, all the places. Thanks for being here. Rhymes with. See you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com.